Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, please enjoy the following message. And if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. Thank you, Kristen. Great song. Who am I? The theme for the next four weeks. I don't know if we'll sing that every... I like that song, though. Maybe we will. I love it. So... Enough. Think about that word. Enough. When is it enough? When do you have enough? When are you enough? This past couple of months, that word I think is, or that theme has really been ringing in our ears. Started out with the pandemic. When is it enough? When have you done enough to protect yourself? And it seems like it's never quite enough. You're never quite doing enough. And our government and policymakers are always trying to do enough to keep us safe. Do enough to get the economy going, right? It's constantly new things, new improvements so that it's enough. And I would say this recent... And now a couple months, new conversation in America about race and how we treat one another. And are there segments of society that don't have the same opportunity as beg the question too? Are we doing enough? Is the Constitution available to enough people? Are all people, you know what I mean? When are we done where we're totally feeling and experiencing inequality and all these sort of things, when is it enough? And that's a good question, quite honestly. It's all right. But then, think about your own self. We think of improving our health conditions with the pandemic, constantly improving our, our, our democracy, you when are you enough when are you done when have you improved a certain degree that you can say I am enough I don't need to improve over here anymore I don't need to be better anymore I've got enough I feel like I have enough I feel like I am enough. I think Americans have a constant drive more than ever toward that as well. And I don't know if that actually, unlike other things mentioned, is healthy. When is it enough? I would like to tell you, and so would Paul in today's letter to the church in Colossa, that Christ is enough. When it comes to being righteous with God, right with God, Christ is enough. When it comes to you being acceptable in your Father's eyes, Christ is enough. When it comes to you having peace, knowing your sins are forgiven, you will rise again, Christ is enough. 
It's everything. It is finished. Relax. The church in Colossa apparently had been troubled by other religion sellers. By the way, everyone is religious. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. They were new people in Christ, having learned that Jesus died and rose for them. But there were people trying to get into their heads that that was not enough. They had to still do this and that. And it's pretty common, actually, in the New Testament. Paul has to deal with a number of heresies like this. Adding things to Jesus. So very likely, coming into Colossa, the city of Colossa, on the, uh, I think it's probably somewhere on the Mediterranean, northern Mediterranean, we call Greece today, that area. Someone had been telling them probably this, you need to believe in Jesus, but you also need to make sure that you are following these laws. Don't eat that on Wednesday. Better gather on Saturday. And of course, you have to be circumcised too. And that would be called the, the Judaizers. They're sort of bringing in the Old Testament ceremonial laws and adding them to Jesus. But there were also probably being Colossae, as it was a metropolis, a cosmopolitan town, uh, other pagan religions coming in and trying to get people to do this and that so that you will be acceptable before God. And Paul says this. He writes this to them. See to it that no one takes you captive by a philosophy and empty deceit according to human traditions, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Christ, the whole of deity dwells bodily. Jesus is God. Enough. And look at this, verse 12, verse 10. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Christ is fully God and you have been filled with this fully God enough it is enough in him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. That's enough. When you were baptized in Christ, you were filled with God. Enough. Everything you need to be acceptable before God. To survive, not just survive, but thrive, has been given to you completely in Christ through the means of 
baptism, according to Paul. You see what happens? At baptism, you died and you rose again as a new person. You're not a halfway project. It's not a maybe. You weren't giving a little grace. You weren't kind of killed in baptism. You weren't put in the ICU. You were buried and raised up. It's enough for your complete salvation. Does it make sense? It's huge. You can tell from Paul's language, he's so worried for his people, those people, poor people in Colossa, who were having people steal their peace from them by telling them that Jesus is not enough, that the gift given to them in baptism was not enough. You need to add to it. Who knows what it is? Like he says, human traditions, other philosophies, those weird books at Barnes and Noble under the spirituality section. Don't ever read any of that junk. What is that? Deepak Chopra. What the heck is that guy? That is a very unintelligent person full of baloney. Christ is enough. He goes on, he says, you were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, meaning incapable, helpless, unable to choose God. And God made alive, made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by, I love this language, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. All the demands God has put upon you of doing what's right and that we failed at and what we owe God for the ways that we have stolen from him just like Eve stole from him in the garden has been canceled, forgotten. Wouldn't you love to have that in your actual monetary debts? Well, that's whatever. You can say that about your sins. Forgotten, canceled. God has no clue they ever happened. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. How more clear can it be? The Bible is actually very clear. Begin when you read the Bible, you need to begin by saying, This is very clear. I am not very clear. <laughs> My human brain. The Bible is very clear. I love this. He nailed to the cross. It's enough. And what did Jesus say when he was on the cross? It is. Are you saying it in your masks? Finished. It's enough. It's enough. This is Paul's major message in every single letter. Christ is enough. When you are baptized in Christ, you got it all. You were a new person. You began to walk toward eternity. You're a child of God. You are more you than you were before you were baptized. When you're baptized in Christ, you actually become who you really are. When you are stuck in sin and lost and desiring things and uh, obsessed with your own passions, whatever your passions are, we have our little babies, you're actually not you. 
You're an animal. And you don't feel you, do you? Talking to good friends of mine, a good friend of mine, alcoholic, it's exactly what they say. Under a spell, not really me. And when they're freed from that, they actually, actually, for the first time, feel like themselves. Now, we don't have, maybe, you don't struggle with other religions coming after you, knocking on your doors. Maybe you do. There are a couple that do this that want to tell you that Jesus is not enough, by the way. But how about this? Instead of other religions that are trying to add to Jesus and make you not feel enough, how about this? Uh, uh, This great book called Seculosity by David Zoll. Highly encourage you to buy this. He writes this. Listen carefully and you'll hear that word enough everywhere. Especially when it comes to the anxiety, loneliness, exhaustion, and division that plagues our moment to such tragic proportions. You'll hear about people scrambling to be successful enough, happy enough, thin enough, wealthy enough, influential enough, desired enough, charitable enough, woke Enough. Well, that's good, actually. (laughs) Woke. Are we enough woke? Isn't that hilarious? Now, again, the drive's not bad. But are you seeing everyone eat one another? Because it's never enough. Good enough. We believe instinctively that were we to reach some benchmark in our minds, then value, vindication, and love would be ours. That if we got enough, we would be enough. You feel this? I know St. James people do. Lincoln Park people. Hard working, striving, reading books to be better at every stupid possible thing you could do. And it's never enough. And then David says this, one of the chief ways Christianity morphs into seculosity, so he calls this thing seculosity, that is, everybody's, we live in a new religion in America, and it's works, and it's always striving to be enough, and more, and better. That's religion, right? New habits, and being better, and improving, and getting on the treadmill. In every little way, even David Zoll says, your sex life, uh, it's got to be enough. Now we're all stressed out. Are we good enough? Constantly. So he says this, one of the chief ways Christianity morphs into this seculosity, he calls, religious secularism, occurs under the heading transformation. As exciting as a prospect transformation may be, when it takes center stage in a person's spiritual life, it swallows up grace and turns Christianity into a vehicle of anxiety and exhaustion. Christianity itself starts to resemble a self-improvement scheme on spiritual steroids, only as reliable as the personal growth it may have produced, which we know from both experience and scripture is not always that reliable. How easily we can take the it's never enough out there and turn it into your own life in Christ. And churches are good at this. We're going to transform your marriage. We're going to transform your life. We're going to make you better at business. You even have sermon series out there about your sex life. And people think they're going to go to church so they can be enough in that way. 
and not come to church and hear that Christ is enough. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we talk about identity. Who are you? What are you made to be? What's wrong with you? All these sort of things. Today it's such a good day to begin to say that in Jesus, I am enough. I have everything in Christ. God has not some sort of expectations of me that I need to fill in order for him to love me or love me more. In Christ, it is enough. He is enough. In baptism, you are his child. That's the end of the story. There's really no more to the story. Your good works or your failures as you go on as a Christian are neither here nor there. You are enough. Christ has made you that way. Relax as a Christian. Rest and live humbly that this has all been given to you. Because when you realize this, that you have enough and you don't need to worry, it makes you not judge other people and what their struggles are. Because you know that all you have was given to you by God. Christ is enough. Baptism is enough. You have enough. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us go. Let us rise and confess that we have enough in Christ with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven.